What is up, guys? My name is Lucas. Welcome to Just Being Real, a podcast by a pastor and his wife talking about the journey and being what God called him to be, a pastor. What's up, guys? Glad you guys are here. Hope you like this podcast. Give it a subscribe. Enjoy. Well, it is good to be with you. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Welcome to uh, back to our podcast, I should say. Hopefully you've been listening. I think this is episode seven. Seven, yeah. Seven. Seven, lucky number seven. Here we seven. go. Episode number seven. And uh, they say that podcasts starting out, the average is they get to 10 and they're done. So let's hope. I hope can... not because I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, this has been fun. Yes. But man, it's good to be with you. Uh, we're, we're glad you're with us and listening. Uh, this is the podcast Just Being Real. And you heard the intro, and that was uh, that's all done by our son, uh, Lucas, who is now uh, up at college at Trevecca Nazarene University and uh, going majoring in music. And uh, we just got to spend a day with him, uh, a couple hours with him. He mm-hmm. uh, surprised us and come down. To be honest with you, he just needed his clothes washed. So, um, <laughs> and he missed the dog. It's all right. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm just being real. That's what he came down for. But anyway, uh, Bo, it's good to be with you guys. Hey, we, we've got some really cool things coming up. Uh, I'm going to let Shelly tell you uh, about those. Yeah, I'm excited. The next two podcasts we have coming up, we are going to be interviewing... Um, a woman pastor and her journey through ministry. Shout out to all of our Baptists. Thank you. Oh, stop. <laughs> Good night. And then, ooh. And then um, uh, a pastor that has stepped out of ministry. Excuse me. When my wife said ooh right there, it was because <laughs> she was swatting a, a gnat. Yeah. Um, so I just, it just so you guys know that sorry. wasn't towards me or she was upset or anything. <laughs> just go ahead. I'm sorry. No. So yeah, we're going to be interviewing a pastor that has stepped out of ministry. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to kind of get some insight on him and his journey and mm-hmm. um, just whatever we can do to help pastors connect with their flock. Right. You know, it's right. just so important to us to be able to connect and to be real. Amen. Well, so we've got that coming up in the next couple of po- uh, podcasts. Uh, we're, we're scheduling to interview and do all that kind of stuff, but we're excited about that. But uh, uh, we also are very excited about where we're at right now with our, po- with our podcast. I think over 350 downloads right now. Yeah, it's uh, exciting. We're, 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 it's crazy. I'm, I'm watching and we're, we're in Belgium. So I guess shout out to all the folks who are listening yeah. to us in Belgium. Hello. Uh, man, would you send us a message? Send us a, 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 an email or a Facebook message or something like that. Our email uh, is uh, just being real podcast at, uh, at uh, gmail.com. And so we'd love to hear from you on that yeah. or go to our Facebook page and shout out to us. Uh, we, we've been, uh, some folks have been listening to us over in uh, uh, South Korea. Now, I think we know who those yeah, are. Yeah, we do. Some good friends of ours yeah. who, uh, who just moved back over there uh, from our church. And so they've been listening to us. But with just some, some really uh, crazy places. We're really excited about that. Here's what we'd love for you to do. Uh, we'd love for you to share this podcast, especially with your pastor. Or your pastor's family, or uh, other congregants in your, you know, with you in your church, uh, just to, to help them. Uh, that's what this is all about. We're yep. just trying to help uh, people uh, relate 
uh, with their pastor, and we're trying to you know, hopefully help pastors kind of open up and be a little bit more real uh, with their congregants. More transparent. That's be more a transparent. Word. Yeah. Yeah. I like saying just being real. So anyway, because um, I just don't think that was a good title of a podcast. Yeah. This is transparency. <laughs> a pastor's family perspective. So anyway, um, anyway, so that's what we're hoping and would love for you guys to do. And listen, uh, the other thing would be is, is if you, if you're just listening for the first time or, or, uh, you've clicked on, you haven't subscribed and going back and listen to all the others, please uh, hit subscribe. We'd love for you to go and do a review on us as well. Give us a five star if you wouldn't mind, unless you really didn't like it, then please don't give a review. Uh, but no, <laughs> I'm, I'm really begging right now. But what it does, it just kind of helps us in the algorithms of, of uh, iTunes and Spotify and such that it start, it just gets us up there uh, more. So I uh, would love for you to do that for us. But hey, uh, why don't we go ahead and get to uh, this uh, weekend's uh, episode and what we want to talk about. Um, really, what, what we kind of want to address with you tonight is um, we want to talk a little bit specifically about, um, how do I say it? Um, just, there was, there's, there's, there has been in the past this idea of a pastor or a pastor's family, the pastor's kids or whatever, being elevated to like a, a platform or a level that is above uh, the congregants, the, the, the church members and such. And, and whatever reason, for whatever reason, it, that, that tends to happen. And, and what we hope to, to, to do tonight really is to be able to just give you a little insight on, on this idea that the pastor is more holier than you and how he's not or she's not. Um, we're, we're just like you. We're, we're, we're journeying just like you are. Now, we might be on a different uh, uh, playing field of, of our journey, but we're just like you in, in this dynamic. And so what we're wanting to do is talk to you a little bit tonight about that and just maybe give you a little insight on some things that we have dealt with in ministry, but but it's been personal, what God has been doing in our life. And so uh, I know that my wife is real nervous about sharing this because she wants to make sure she gets it right. She even said, hey, we're going to cut and paste, you know, because I'll screw up and do this. I said, no, this is just being real. We're going to do it. And so Dive here in. we go. So Dive Shelly, in. why don't you share with them just, just the perspective of, of how God still works on you. Yeah. We haven't arrived. No, my word. And if anyone thinks they've arrived, whether you're in ministry or leadership or whatever, you are so wrong. <laughs> but um, no, you know, I've just found over the years that God is really still working on me. And, you know, I have moments that... I don't want to do what God wants me to do, and it's hard. I struggle with that sometimes, not so much in these years as I did in my younger years. And, you know, and I've shared with you guys about, you know, how I even struggled with knowing what my calling was. So that, you know, was in a previous podcast. But, you know, there's specifically a time in my life in the last 10 years that God has really taken me on just just a journey in discovering who I am in Christ. And it was such an amazing moment 
in your life. And let me just preface this from the very beginning. Anytime, this is the big, this is the big lesson, ladies, uh, or guys, whatever. Anytime you do something that's difficult. Um, now, I'm not saying difficult as in, should I do this? Should I not do this kind of thing? Um, is this your will, Lord? I'm just saying, you know, you are, you're supposed to do something and you decide you don't want to do it. And because it's hard, because it's hard. Mm-hmm. And um, anytime that happens, there's always something God's going to show you. I have found that every time. Mm-hmm. And there's one particular time in my life when um, I was asked to um, go to a retreat with the ladies and speak and do the devotions. And I was okay with that. Immediately I said, sure, I'll be glad to do that. Not a big deal. Well, the closer it got, the more I was like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. You know, I just, I don't know why. I just didn't want to go. And I don't know if there was just like a rebellious spirit there or what. But um, actually, yeah, I think there was (laughs) when I look back, you know. But at the time, I don't know why. I just didn't want to go. And I remember having this discussion with my husband and the, a discussion, you know... Right now I'm doing quotes with my fingers. Yeah. So. A discussion is usually an argument with us. <laughs> so I was having this discussion with Rod, and we were... He was telling me, you need to go. You already made this um, agreement that you would go, and you promised to do this, so you need to go. And I was like, I just don't want to go. I really don't want to go. Yeah, because it wasn't like you weren't feeling well. Right. It wasn't like you were, you, something else came up. Nope. It's like a tragedy with the kids or nope. something. It was simply you just, I just didn't looking at go. me going, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm and like, well, that's not good enough. You know, I've just, I've had a hard time, you know, anyways, bottom line is I just didn't want to go. So anyways, we had this discussion. Rod's like, you are going. Well, the submissive wife that I can be... <laughs> And I'm more so in my older years than I was in my younger years. I went. And on my way, it was a battle. Let me just tell you, it was a battle from the very beginning. Um, I got to the church, which was just three miles from the house. And I was supposed to meet the ladies there. And I was going to follow them down. Because I was only going to stay till Saturday night. Because Sunday I needed to be back for church. So I... um, was waiting at the church and nobody, nobody was there. And I waited for like 15, 20 minutes. And so finally I called the girl that was supposed to meet me there. I'm like, Hey, where is everybody? We were supposed to leave at three o'clock. And she was like, Oh no, we forgot you. Well, that's just check mark. Number one, I was forgotten. So that just really set me off again, and I'm like, this okay, must be the Lord this must be the Lord speaking and saying, you don't have to go, Shelly, they forgot you. And it, I'll be honest with you, I was not real nice. I was just really mad. I just did not want to go and everything. What you're just, telling us is you and the Lord had a discussion. Yes, we did. We had a discussion, and, you know, he just graciously listened to me, vent. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up. The closer I got to the area, um, you know, I was just, all I was doing was turn left here. And so I'd turn left. I was listening to Siri, you know, tell me which way to go and uh, turn left, turn right, you know, and I'm heading down this road and I'm like looking at this area that I'm driving into and I'm like, wow, this is so familiar. 
why is this so familiar? Because I don't ever remember being in this area. Well, then I ended up turning on the road that the retreat center was on. And oh my goodness, it hit me exactly where I was at. So let me back up 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, um, I was previously married. I don't know if I ever shared that. 20 years from that point right there. Right. Yeah. 20 years okay. from that point, I was previously married. And um, it was a bad situation that I was in. I Not in the marriage. It just, I was very young and naive and immature. And I was not walking close to the Lord. And I ended up leaving my husband and moving in with the family. And the family that I moved in with was they lived on that road. Now, let me just tell you, I am not in the middle of any kind of city. I am not in the middle of any kind of town. I was in the middle of the country. Mm -hmm. This is dirt road. This is not, this is stop signs. You know, when you come to the end of the road, you're at a stop sign and, you know, it's all complete dirt road. So when I turn on this road, it just dawned on me that this is exactly the road that I lived on years ago. And I was like, okay, okay, God, you got my attention now. Why am I here? You know, I was going through a Bible study at that point with Beth Moore, and it was... um, Breaking, oh my goodness. It's okay. I can't remember the name of it. Breaking breaking Chains or something like that. Breaking Strongholds. Yeah, it was all about that. And um, it was a really good Bible study, even though I can't think of the name of it. But anyways, it really dealt with who you are in Christ and breaking those strongholds in your life. And um, I got to the, the center And I was just really into some deep prayer at that point. Um, Even though I was mad at God at the the whole trip down, he really got my attention when I realized where I was because I had not even been in that area for 20 years. As as a matter of fact, that part of my life was just kind of out of sight, out of mind. You just don't think about it, and you don't even feel like it is part of your life anymore. Um. You feel like it didn't even exist because that wasn't even who I am now. But anyways, um, I got to the retreat center and I you know, was preparing some things for what the Lord wanted me to speak on. And um, that next morning, I got up really early because that was the day I was supposed to speak. And I was like, okay, Lord, I can't sleep. It's five o'clock in the morning. I'm just going to take a little drive because I hadn't been around in that area, like I said, for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So I just started driving. And I was like, Lord, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to see? What do you want to reveal to me? Because I want it all. You've got my attention now. I want it all. I don't want to miss a thing. Mm -hmm. And it was just really cool to see how God took me through, man, I... I was fighting it. I mean, I was fighting it. So I ended up off the side of a road at this lake. And I just remember sitting there and just thinking, I was going through my Bible study book and, you know, just reading up on some things. And I was actually going to do something from that Bible study. And I was sitting there and I happened to look up and there was this list, there was this 
um, big sign there um, of all the rules for that side park. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Breaking Free by Beth Moore. There it is. Thank you, honey. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sitting in, our, in this parking lot area and I look up and there's a sign of rules because you could swim off the lake right there and I was just sitting there looking at it It says do not swim without an adult Uh, no pets please clean up after your pets I mean it was all these rules and I was sitting here and I just remember talking to the Lord and I said "Um, you know Lord why am I here and he's like you know I was looking at that sign I was just you know that that sign just reminds me of my life there's always been rules that I had to keep and always been, you know, all these things that yeah. you know, it was just hard. Yeah. It was always hard for me to keep the rules. And not that I'm a rule breaker, but it's just it always felt hard, always felt unreachable um, to be what God wanted me to be. And I remember sitting there in that car that day and just thinking, um, about those rules and about my life. And the Lord said, Shelly, I don't want you to live like that anymore. I want you to live by my grace. I want you to live and let me love you through all that. And I remember him um, taking me back in my Bible study, and he he took me to Isaiah 61. Um, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our Lord, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And here's the verse. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. And I just kept, I just started thinking back about all those years ago that I had lived there. And I was like, Lord, I dealt with all that years ago. You know, you know, my, my divorce and, you know, the, the difficult time that I went to, through in my early 20s was just mm-hmm. horrible. It was horrible. And, you know, I, Rod and I had went to counseling in the beginning of our marriage and, you know, we um, talked these things through and I, I really felt I was, you know, re- i God had healed me of a lot of areas. And, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, Lord, I really feel like I've dealt with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was saying to me, Shelly, I want to rebuild. I want to rebuild what I feel like the enemy has taken from you. And you have lived, you know, all these years um, with secrets. And, you know, I really, I didn't think about it, but I never... This is the honest to goodness truth. My kids never even knew that I was divorced. And, you know, I was kind of hiding that. And so I didn't even tell my kids, but we didn't even tell our congregations, you know, anything like that. 
And I just felt like, you know, Rod was married before and, you know, he had evidence of that because he had Danielle, our daughter. So he couldn't hide. So he couldn't hide that. But I'll I'll be honest in in, in retrospect of that too, is I really never tried to hide it. Right. You didn't. But But I did. did. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's no need to talk about that because I don't really even want it to even exist. So I didn't even tell my kids. And that's a whole other story. But when they found out... (laughs) So, you know, you know, the Lord was just telling me, Shelly, I don't want you to hide from this. You know, I want to rebuild the ruins that the enemy has taken from you. And I don't want you to, mm-hmm. to live like that anymore. And, right. you know, I can help people to go through, you know, their, you know, if they're going through a divorce and, you know, minister to them. And that's what that whole scripture was about, you know, helping the mourn and the hurting and the, you know, just the desperate. And, uh, so you know, we sit there and we talked a long time about that. And um, I started back. And as I was going back, I vaguely remember the area and the house that I lived at. So I asked the Lord, Lord, I, I distinctly remember the house that I lived in. But, you know, the only reason I remember that is because there was a house that lived beside it that had these extremely high fences and barbed wire around the top of him because the guy like had an arsenal in that house. So he was very high secured and highly security and stuff in that area. And that's how I remember the house. And I stopped the car and I was like, okay, so this left here is where the house was, but there's this beautiful log home that was built right beside it. And it had this beautiful F-150 truck brand spanking new, um, parked in front of it, which made it even better. Mm-hmm. I love a good F-150. So I'm sitting there and That's I'm like, right, guys, I married the best. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this house and I'm like, Lord, this isn't the house that I lived in. I remember this is not it at all. And he literally spoke to me, not audibly, but within my spirit. And he said to me, Shelly, this is what I want to do. This is what I want. I want to tear down that old and I want to rebuild the new. And, you know, it was really kind of cool, too, because Mm -hmm. God knows the kind of things that I like. And I love an old home, an old log home like that. And an F-150. Man, how how much better could it be? If it had a 67 Mustang. Right. I know. Right. (laughs) So I'm standing there bawling in front of this house. You know, I'm on the road, of course. It's a little back away. So I'm like, these people, if they come out six o'clock in the morning, there's some girls standing out here bawling. And and I'm like, okay, I got to take a picture of this. So I got a picture of it. And, you know, it was just amazing, you know, how God can reveal things to Mm -hmm. us if we're just open for that. You know, and I, I ended up going back to the re- retreat and I shared this story with the ladies and it was exactly what I needed to share. Mm. And it was just, it spoke volume to a lot of ladies that, you know, people that live in secret and they don't, they don't realize, you know, things that they're hiding from mm. their lives because of shame. Shame is not of God. Right. At all. And then, you know, that's convict. There's God does conviction. You know, He convicts our heart. He doesn't condemn our hearts. Right. You know, and I think so many times we get that confused. Condemning is from the enemy, yep. conviction is from the Lord. And the Lord's just showing me that 
you know, he was just convicting my heart over things, but, you know, and just helping me to help the ladies to see that, um, during that time. But, you know, it was just, like I said, in the very beginning of this, anytime you, the Lord wants you to do something or, and you absolutely don't want to just hold on because nine times out of 10, there's a really great thing behind it that the Lord wants to reveal to you. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I appreciate that story. I do remember it. And I, I think, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's being real. Um, you know, you were, you were vulnerable and open yeah. to the ladies sharing my divorce experience. and they were all like, Oh, yeah. you were divorced, yeah. you know? And then they were like, we would have never known. Right. I'm like, yeah, no, don't look like one. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like. Exactly. I don't know. But it's it's just being real, and that's what you know was important. And I think I think what what we want our listeners to to know tonight is is that it's you know um, we're, we're we go through things too. Yeah, we struggle. We have a past. We have a sure. history. Sure, uh, we have things that God has been working on us about, and and still working on us. Absolutely. You know? So, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I think uh, for, for me, to, the story I'd like to share with you tonight is, uh, you know, as God had been dealing with me, um, I had been in ministry now at, the, at this time of the story. I was in ministry for five years, paid, paid ministry. Um, so I've, you know, I, I thought I pretty much had it all under you know, wraps. I've probably preached at this time at point in time, you know, um, 250 sermons or something like that. Um, you know, and, and, and kind of had everything wrapped up in, uh, in my identity as a pastor. Mm. It's what it really was. Um, you and I, we get an invite to, uh, to a a church, uh, to, to come and interview. Uh, and, and we're kind of, you know, wow, we're kind of excited about that. And, uh, first time it's ever really happened to us, and yeah. we weren't looking to leave or anything like that, and and so we went to the interview, and everything went you know really well, and 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 it met kind of our our you know things that we were checking off and all that stuff, and then um, what ended up happening was uh, we end up um, leaving uh, the church we're pastoring, and we head to uh, this new church, and and. You know, it started off really well, and, and man, things were just going gangbuster. I mean, we we were uh, growing like wildfire, um, and and I was just this young guy who was just, you know, flying at the seat of my pants um, in ministry, and and just you know, preaching and 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 leading worship and all that kind of stuff, and 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 we're 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 just you know in the heyday. And we we go away for two weeks to uh, uh, one of our conventions, and we come back, and, and our church is just uh, on the verge of exploding, really, mm. uh, as in, in a negative way. And we, uh, to make a long story short, here what happened is is that we resigned uh, from that church after ten months of being there, and uh, and so we end up moving. And we move, and I'm I'm four months out of ministry up to this point of the story, and so in the four months, I am I'm praying a lot. Well, at least I thought I was. Um, I, I look back now; it was really whining. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between praying and whining. I don't know. I was I was praying. You were maybe I was, I was whining all the way down the yeah. route eleven on that <laughs> yeah, story. I think you were whining too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was whining. I really wasn't praying to God. I was whining about, you know, I I, I don't know what's going on. Why am I, why has this happened to us? Why am I sitting here? Why is this going on? You called me. I don't understand. And 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 all those kind of things. And whining, blind, whine, 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 whine. So, uh, and I remember, I remember us going to church, and we were we were attending a, a, a another church, you know, at the place that we moved to, and and I remember wanting to get, walk into church right when the music started to sing. I really didn't want to say hi to anybody. I didn't want to greet anybody. Didn't really want to see anybody. Just walked in right when the music was playing, and and when the pastor at the end of his sermon was giving that altar call or prayer time, I was walking out the door, and I remember I was meeting you out in the car. Yeah, you know, with the kids, and so it was just I, and that was a, a four months of that I was going through, and I was struggling in in such. And I remember uh, uh, talking to a, a pastor uh, mentor friend of mine, and um, I was talking to him on the phone, and and I'm whining and complaining to him. I look back now, that's what I was doing. I would if if I was in the midst of it right then, I would just say I was venting, I was frustrated, and all this. But I was whining. That's all I was doing. And uh, I never forget what he said to me. He said, "Roddy, because I feel like I need to say something to you." And I'm like, "I'm all ears. Tell me what is it? This is going to be great stuff. It's going to fix everything, you know, kind of stuff." And he said, "Do you? When was the last time you told God you loved Him?" And I, 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 in honesty, the first thought came to mind when he said that was like, "What? That's what that that's your words of wisdom?" I'm thinking. And then, and then I started to ponder on it for a second. I was like, I can't tell you the last time I said to God, I love him. Now, I've been talking to God, or I've been yelling at God, or I've been complaining to God, I've been whining to God, but I, I, I can't tell you the last time I told God I loved him. And, and it, it did something inside me. And I remember getting off the phone with him, very appreciative of, of the conversation. Got off the phone with him. I remember looking at you, Shelly. And I said, hey, Shelly, I'm going upstairs to the bedroom. I'm locking the door. And, and bottom, of, bottom line is this. No matter what you hear coming out of there, I said, don't come in. I'm locking the door. It's just me and God. And I remember me and God went up there, and, and, and I, we just kind of had it out. And, and when I say, like, had it out, I kind of envision, like, uh, uh, you know, wrestling with God, like Jacob did, Jacob, you know, yeah. and, and such. And, 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 you know, God, of course, God always wins. Sure. And so um, I, I, I remember settling in on this whole thought process was that my whole identity was in pastoring. Mm. But my identity should have been in Christ. Right. And. I when I, once I came to that realization and I accepted that, I remember sitting there, you know, on the floor or whatever, and I remember saying to God, "If I never preach again, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay because my identity was not going to be in my preaching when it come to Christ. My identity was going to be in Jesus. Yeah, and so I remember saying that." And I remember kind of getting up off the floor and kind of straightening myself up, unlocked the door, went downstairs and, 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 you know, went about life. And I think it was within the week 
Yeah, it I was. get a phone call from a DS. I got a phone call from a district superintendent up to that point. I've been sending out resumes, all this kind of stuff. Not nothing for four months, and now all of a sudden I get a phone call. And long story short, we end up uh, going to that church that called us uh, for that, or the DS called us for it for that interview. Um, it was it was really interesting. Um, you know, in, in that moment, it was so, such growth. And, and so three months later, I mean, so you're talking seven months total, three months later, we were, we're in another church. Mm-hmm. So we're out of ministry for seven months. Yep. Right. But, but it was out of that ministry position for seven months that God was able to work on me and help me come to an understanding of who I was and who I wasn't and who I wasn't was pastor Rod, who I was was a child of the king. Right. Right. And so it's those kind of moments that, that people I don't think realize that we as pastors and pastors families go through. We're, we're being worked on just like you are. Well, and that's every Christian. Yeah. They need to figure out who they are in Christ. Mm -hmm. Their identity does not lie in Sunday school teacher or Sunday school superintendent or associate pastor or worship leader or Whatever, whatever you do at your church, that is not who you are. Right. Who you are is who you are in Christ. Amen. And until you figure that out, it's almost like you can idolize that position. You know, it becomes part of your identity. Yeah. You know, and then when something happens to that position, your identity is like your feet are like kicked out from underneath of you and you crumble because that's not a solid foundation. Right. A solid foundation is truly in Christ. Right. And I don't know if you remember, um, it was a few years before that there was a song that came out by casting crowns. It was called who am I? Yeah. And, and that song really resonated with me after this whole incident and such. So, hey, well, listen, this is, um, you know, what we wanted to share with you tonight. We wanted to share the understanding that pastors and their families are, are real people that go through spiritual journeys as well. Yeah, and there's times that we can be rebellious, and it's not, mm-hmm. we have to really pray hard against those kind of things. Yeah. You know, I mean, but there are things that sometimes Satan really you know, works hard on us over. And there's times we, we can be blind. Yeah. And not see. Right. I could have very easily just not went. Yeah. I mean, I really could have just said no. And I could have got, gotten stubborn and just, you know, uh, been, been more bitter. bitter You could have got bitter. Bitter, very bitter. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's something too, that we try really hard not to allow. I mean, I could have got really bitter with the ladies that left me, because I'll be honest with you, my first thought was, oh, they left the pastor's wife? How dare thee? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yes. I mean, it's just one of those things. And I'm then I'm going, okay, no, you're, you're just mm. another lady. Right. You know, you're nothing more than that. And, right. You know, it's just, yeah. Well, I hope what tonight is done is giving you a little insight on um, the pastor's family and helping you understand we are on a journey as well. Yeah. And that journey uh, is, is one that God has laid out for us. And, but it also uh, is a journey that's incorporated with you as, 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 a, as a church. And uh, I, I would hope that what 
what you would do is in any pastor, to be honest with you, is on a journey. Right. And I hope that what this would do is to give you a little bit of better understanding of your pastor and their family and understanding that, well, you know, like you saw your pastor Sunday morning and he was kind of sharp with you and you're like, oh, what's, how dare him? What's wrong with him? He shouldn't be talking to me like that. Maybe he's having a bad day. Mm, yeah. Maybe he's struggling with something. Maybe something happened that you don't know about. Right. That, that he's dealing with right now personally or another member of the church that he's dealing with or she's dealing with. Yeah. And so give give the benefit of the doubt or better yet, why don't you just pull the pastor aside and say, hey, is there something I can pray for you about? Right. What's going on with you? Can can I lift you up in prayer? Yeah. Now, he may not or she may not share that information with you right there, but I can tell you this much. I much rather have somebody come up to me and say, hey, pastor, I, I, I could tell maybe something's wrong with you, dude. You're struggling. Is there something I can pray with you about? Or I would, or if not, I just want you to know I'm praying for you. Or get a group of men and oh, women my, yes. and go into his office, mm-hmm. shut the door before church and say, Pastor, we want to pray for you. Yes. That means so oh, much to us more than anything. Yes. You know, I, I remember days like that when people would do that mm-hmm. and... uh you know, unfortunately, it's it's sad because you saying that right there, I recall some of those days, but for whatever reason, I also, I, I'm more apt to remember the days of people coming in my office to chew me out mm. or coming into my office to yell at me about something or upset about this or they're upset about that person or whatever. I'm, I'm more apt to remember those than I am about the time that those people come in and have prayed for me. Oh, and you know what? I, I just kind of have this revelation this evening. Uh, I need to I need to focus a little bit more on that. Remember right. that because it has happened. Yeah. And, you know, we still have people that pray for us every yes, day. Yes, we do. Which we so, so appreciate that. Yeah. Becoming a prayer warrior for your pastor and his wife and their family is so yep. precious to us. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, I tell you what, we're going to wrap this up. This has been fun. It's been exciting, been good. I hope that what this has done is just kind of shown you a little bit more of an insight of the pastor and and their family. Um, And hopefully you realize that your pastor is real and he's on a journey just like you are. Amen? Yeah, absolutely. Pastor's wife, too. Pastor's (laughs) wife, too. Amen. Well, we thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we look forward to the next couple of weeks of podcasts that are coming up and we hope you do as well hey please do us a favor give us a shout out um on facebook uh send us an email let us know yeah. uh, what you think we'd love to hear from you yeah we truly our email would. is just being real podcast yes. at gmail.com there you go so reach out to us let us know if there's something that you maybe you want us to to cover Amen. a topic yes you know. so that yeah. would be great sounds great hey god bless we'll see you soon bye